What's up, guys? It's Rob Howe. Before we get started, I just want to let you know that this podcast is part of D Podcast Week. That's hashtag D Podcast Week on Instagram and Twitter, which is an annual event put on by Stacey Sims from Diabetes Connections, where type 1 diabetes podcasts come together to raise awareness for Spare a Rose, which supports life for a child. The mission is really simple. Instead of spending money on flowers this Valentine's Day, donate the money to help children with diabetes. Donate that to Life for a Child. The campaign is called Spare a Rose. Spare a Rose, get it? Uh, so what's going to happen here is you're going to hear an ad from another Type 1 Diabetes podcast coming up right after this. Uh, then we're going to get into our episode. So thanks so much to Stacy for having us. This is our second year on D Podcast Week, and we're hoping to do it uh, long into the future. So support the podcast that you hear after this. Uh, support all Type 1 Diabetes podcasts. Uh, find one that's right for you, and then just dig in and live there. Uh, I'm a big believer in supporting the efforts of other type 1 diabetics. So uh, D Podcast Week, we're proud to be a part of it. And this episode is coming right at you. Hi, this is Stephen Shaw from Diabetes by the Numbers, the podcast chock full of bite-sized nuggets of information, interviews with diabetes newsmakers and celebrities, and something for you to think about, all in 20 minutes or less. Life is short. Make it count. Plug in, turn it up, and join me and a guest for Diabetes by the Numbers. Proud to be a part of Diabetes Podcast Week 2019. Tools of Type 1's Danielle Wharton. Stay strong and rely on your support system. This is a really vulnerable interview from Danielle. I really appreciate her taking the time. It came at a time where she was dealing with some serious health issues, so her sacrifice uh, in getting this done... Uh, but the very, very good quality that it was done as well, uh, I just am very grateful for. You can follow her at Color Me Glucose. Uh, she does great work advocating for people with diabetes of color. Uh, because as you guys know, uh, type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes uh, are not limited to just one people group. Uh, and we need to do a better job of including different voices, more diverse voices. And uh, Danielle is a big part of that. So thank you for your work you're doing there, Danielle. I hope you're feeling better. Uh, and I'm looking forward to everyone sharing this interview. So Danielle and I did an interview on diabetics doing things, but just due to some different um, changes in her life, as well as some changes in her roles in the diabetes community, uh, we never published that episode. So I'm really glad that we get to feature her voice uh, on Tools of Type 1. So Danielle Wharton, stay strong and rely on your support system. Big news on the Tools of Type 1 podcast. We have a sponsor. You've heard of them before. They've sponsored the podcast in the past. Real Good Foods. Real Good Foods at Real Good Foods on Instagram, realgoodfoods.com. You can actually order Real Good Foods products online and using code Rob Howe, that's me, Rob Howe, R-O-B-H-A-W-E, at checkout, you can save 10% and get free shipping. And I believe the shipping is the biggest piece there because it can be quite costly uh, at times to ship frozen products, but you get free shipping when you use code Rob Howe. So, don't forget that. One thing that's really important to me are companies like Real Good Foods who are designing products that they don't know necessarily are perfect for people with type 1 diabetes, but then they discover and they get really involved and they kind of dive in uh, with both feet. And Real Good Foods has done that. During National Diabetes Awareness Month, they donated a ton of money to Beyond Type 1. They design products that are great for our lifestyle and also taste great. So pizza is, my, is obviously one of many guilty pleasures that I have, but also... I know a lot of people in the type one community have anxiety about eating pizza because it can be really tough. You know, high spikes, you know, the fat and the crust, 
difficult to to count the carbs correctly and and uh, for the fat as well especially if you're eating it at night it can be very difficult so real good foods pizza four grams of carbs per serving that's crazy so i believe in uh, one of their pizzas it's three servings in a single pizza guys that's 12 carbs and you know what counting those carbs injecting for that pizza it's right my levels stay flat and it's it's really cool to just have that sense of well-being and confidence when you're eating a product. So highly recommend that you try it. Also, very good. When I was uh, on vacation with my girlfriend over Christmas, we ran out of food in our Airbnb. We're like, well, we got to go to the store. We got to get some food. I'm craving pizza. Lucky enough in the frozen food aisle, Kroger, Walmart, uh, your general uh, grocery stores, check online if your local grocery store has them. But we were easily able to find the pizzas that we liked. And they also have these poppers. Uh, that are made with chicken. They have jalapeno and they have pizza flavored, pepperoni pizza flavored. And they've changed the recipe on those. I pop them in the air fryer. They're delicious. So if you want to try a low carb, low glycemic index, easy to manage with diabetes, delicious food, check out Real Good Foods. They're in your frozen food section uh, in your local store. And if you do try them, let me know. Give me a tag on Instagram. We'll chat about it. Okay, guys. Um, hope you guys are enjoying Tools of Type 1s. Let's get back to the episode. Hi, um, this is Danielle Wharton, a.k.a. Color Me Glucose, and Rob Howe asked me to participate in Tools of Type 1s. So that's what I'm doing for you today. I hope you guys enjoy and stay tuned while I answer these questions for you guys. My name is Danielle Wharton. Well, you asked me who I am. I'm a T1D like you. I'm a single parent. I have one daughter who is 20 years old, a pet poodle, my fur baby, and um, we live with my family. Thank God for them as they, as my health has not been the best, so they've been helping me out for several years. Um, the reason why I know Rob, um, I was initially diagnosed, actually, um, let me, before I get to that whole thing about Rob, um, I met Rob with, uh, as a mini-med ambassador for Medtronic when I was with them. Um, as many of you know, since then, um, I have retired Fred Jr. And now I'm dealing with George Weasley and Hermione Granger, my Dexcom and, my, well, excuse me, the first one is my T-Slim X2 and the second one is my Dexcom. So I'm dealing with those now with Tandem and um, my G6 as well with Dexcom. So that's a little bit how I know about Rob. I'm very active as much as possible in the T1D community, mostly on social media, just because um, of, of, a pre, of a prior job that I do have. I have a job um, right now and I go to as much as possible, but lately I've been really sick. I have EDS, Ehlers-Danlos as well, and several other medical issues besides diabetes that are impacting me moving around and doing a lot with it outside of just doing online things with companies and things like that. So that's pretty much how I'm involved in the um, diabetic community. Um, two or three things that I do is I'm an ambassador for my sugar and I manage and run my own diabetic website, colormeglucose.com. I also have a blog and I'm on most social medias, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube. I have taken kind of a miniature hiatus on those just because I haven't been feeling so good. And that's the reason why I haven't been filming or anything lately, but I'm about to get back to it as soon as I possibly can. I'm just trying to work some things out with my um, health condition. What is your tool of type ones? And what's the one thing that a person living with T1D could learn from you or your experience? Well, 
I can really say that I can't say I am or have any. Well, you know what? I I can say one thing someone can learn from me as a T1D is that I'm strong, a um, good support system. I have a good support system. Um, that's what you need. Um, those are the key things to stay and have a long, happy, relatable life with T1D. If you're if you stay strong, rely on your support system as much as you can and reach out and make diabetes. Literally, guys, it helps and try to be good with testing and things like that. That is one of the best keys you have towards um, trying to maintenance and survive with your T1D and make it the best possible for your life expectancy is what I can tell you. What is the simplest thing you've done that has helped you with the management of your type 1 diabetes? Where did you learn it or who showed it to you? The simplest thing that I have done that has helped me with the management of my type 1 diabetes was to get myself a good CGM, which is my Dexcom, Hermione Granger, and an insulin pump, which is George Weasley, Tandem T-Slim X2. Um, I was showed this information by my endos, diabetes reps, friends, and people in the diabetes community. Literally, without them, I don't know what I would have done. I don't think it, um, I wouldn't have been where I'm at now because I was one of the people who was on MDI and I couldn't keep up with it. And unfortunately, I was in and out of the hospital way more than I am now because of health. It was so bad that I would have been living in the hospital before I was over with. That's how many times I went to the hospital every week or day. So um, I went, um, unfortunately, my diabetes can go from anywhere from 100 something all the way up to 500 without a moment's notice. Um, doctors won't totally say I'm a brittle diabetic all the time and some doctors do it's a love love hate relationship with endos right now that's another thing get a good endo get an endo that doesn't always fight with you that listens to what you have um, and your opinions and is willing to make changes with some of the suggestions that you have that's one really good thing and it's hard to find a good endo it's a good thing a good person to have in your life when it comes to that type of diabetes type of thing But that's who I've learned from. What failures or apparent failures with T1D have made you better at living the rest of your life or made you more well-rounded as a person? I have failed at bolusing enough for insulin. I don't know of any, I know, I don't know of anybody who hasn't had this problem where they don't bolus enough or they don't pre-bolus. I was never told about pre-bolusing. I have learned pre-bolusing from you guys, really. Um... I, my doctors never told me to bolus before I had my food to eat. They would always tell me bolus a little bit and then wait. And literally that's what I had learned with other insulin pumps as well. Bolus so much before you start eating and then bolus the rest if you eat the whole thing. Because if you bolus too much, you and I both know you can go low too fast and then it messes you up or you can go low and then you don't have enough food and you have to try to compensate for that. So bolusing was my biggest failure, but I've gotten really good at it. Um, I, like I said, I used to end up in a hospital because of something like that, but I've gotten really, I improved my life better with it. And pre-bolusing has been a life send. It really has. Um, because without it, I probably would be not here. That's really all it is to it. I wouldn't be here. What unusual or absurd opinion or approach regarding your diabetes do you have? My unusual or absurd opinion um, or approach regarding my diabetes is that you have to be open. Lean on your family, um, friends, 
yeah, lean on them too as well because they're always going to be there for you. Um, the opinion that you don't, it's a cure, there's a cure for it just by eating cinnamon or things like that. That is, I hate to say it, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't even know where these people come up with this stuff from, but you know what? Diabetes or you got it because you're eating too much. No, that wasn't it. I actually had, I used to be really, really small, like a size four, six, six, eight when I first started this whole journey. And all of a sudden my health went bad, really nasty bad when I moved back from Florida and moved back to Ohio. Um, unfortunately my system became dormant and it was already dormant before I left, but I kicked it back in when I was, when I moved a couple of years ago. Now I came back and unfortunately now my system's dormant again. So my metabolism is shot <laughs> and I have thyroid issues and I have Ehlers-Danlos and I have a bunch of other things. So I'm taking heavy amounts of steroids. So that's where everybody misconceives that just because I'm a larger person it's because I've been eating too much. It has nothing to do with it. I barely eat. My doctor could tell you he gets on me every day about not eating food. I skip meals. I'm probably not the healthiest diabetic because I skip meals. And it's not because I'm not hungry. Most of the time it's just because I'm not hungry because I'm not feeling good. So I know you've got to have some type of a good regimen when it comes to things like that. Um, it's absurd to listen to some of the things you hear from people tell you they don't make any sense. I mean, some of the craziest things about my pump, um, some of the things about, oh, you are not active, so you're always going to be overweight and you just make more insulin than most people. I've heard that even from a doctor recently and it made me, it makes me not want to deal with this endo anymore because of the crazy stuff he said. So I try to just give him the doubt that he was having a bad day, but like I said, sometimes you got to just take a step back and not listen to all the debunks and the myths because it, it'll make you really unnerved about diabetes. If you listen to some of the crazy things we hear out here about diabetics. So that's um, my experience with absurd or just weird opinions about diabetes altogether. What's your favorite thing? We'll get you to smile or laugh almost every time. My favorite thing is hanging out with my daughter, really. Um, the thing that gets me to laugh and smile is just playing around with her, just doing fun things with her. Unfortunately, with this diabetes and a lot of my medical issues, I have not had a chance to spend a lot of time with her as much as I want to. Um, most of the time, I've I've been in and out of surgeries. I had two or three surgeries in a row a couple times. Um, I spent a lot of downtime in beds, in chairs, trying to recover. Years, and I mean years, on on end. Um, so she, when we can spend time together, play video games, hang out as mom and daughter, go to movies and things like that, I take advantage of it no matter how bad I'm feeling because that's the things that make me smile to know that me and her are doing good as a, as a family with my parents' help. Um, we don't always get to spend time together because of our shifts of uh, jobs. They're all different. We all do something different. Um, we all have different walks of professions that we do. But uh, right now, since she's just going to college and not going to, to work, it, it's really good, actually. I give her a hard time about it, but I'm glad that she's not. I want her to be a young person as long as she can without having to grow up too soon. She'll have plenty of time to work when she gets older. Um, it's better for her to just experience life, and I'll give her whatever I can. Um, one of those things, she makes me smile. She makes me laugh. She's my joy. In the last five years, what new adjustment to your lifestyle has improved your life with diabetes the most? In the last five years, my new adjustment to my lifestyles that improved my life with diabetes the most is my Dexcom G6. Literally, without this thing, I probably would be dead. 
I have horrible lows, horrible highs. Um, we've adjusted numbers. We've done everything, and they're not working. Um, a lot of it's thyroid issues. A lot of it's EDS. It, it plays too much of a numbers game with my diabetes. And without basal IQ, especially that recently, and um, having my Dexcom, this is the best. And I've been on a lot of CGMs, but this is the best one I have ever been on. And I will never, I don't care if I have to pay cash out for this bad boy. I will always be on my Dexcom. I will make sure I have a job or some type of insurance to get it because even if I don't, I'm still going to get it because it's the only thing that's really helped me out. And now that I know how to extend it without having to worry about it, I can go months on end on one as long as I take a derm sandwich or something like that. My Dexcom has been my joy. I have tried to up, up, up my um, physical activity as much as possible without being too inconvenienced with my body and my medical and my medical problems I'm having. But um, my biggest thing of improvement is my Dexcom. What challenges related to T1D did you encounter or have to overcome while you were doing your thing? The challenges related to T1D that I have encountered that I had to overcome while I was doing my thing is um, to embrace all the latest and trusted technology because if when I didn't do that, I had so many issues trying to control my um, diabetes altogether. I just wasn't able to function. I wasn't able to go and hang out with friends. I wasn't able to go with my daughter to um, amusement parks and things like that. We recently started going back. We hadn't been. And I went from going, now get this, I went from going to amusement parks a lot as a young girl before I was diagnosed to not going at all when I found out I had it because it was just too much trying to carry all the stuff with me. But I have figured out how to pack it all so it's not so heavy. I condense bags, condense products. I only carry what I know I need and then carry an emergency supply in the car um, so somebody can get to it if they need to. But literally, I mean... I've had to overcome a lot and I can't let diabetes stop me. So I, I do my best not to. I just try to live a normal life without letting diabetes be a big factor. It is some days. So I do my best to try to get around it. What bad advice regarding diabetes do you see or hear that you'd like to address? <laughs> like I said, the bad advice that I've heard about diabetes that I hear regarding this is that you can get rid of all types of diabetes by taking things like cinnamon daily, or it can be reversed with diet and exercise. That's not true. Yeah, you can reverse um, or squat. Um, let's just say you can lower your type two um, issues. Sometimes you can. Now, I actually just found out recently they're finding out type two is hereditary with some groups. And that was in some recent studies they found out because um, they never knew it was. Um, so that's not always true that you can get rid of it because it just it's it's passed on the generation to generation and they always thought that it wasn't and now they're proving that it is. So you cannot get rid of diabetes just by exercise alone and diet. Um, you can't get rid of diabetes at all, really, unless you've got some type of a management plan. So med whether it be medicines or something like that, I mean, you just can't. It's not going anywhere. Get over it <laughs> until we find a cure everybody's going to have it. Even type twos are going to have it. Even if they don't keep a maintenance over like meds and things like that, that they're trying to use to get rid of it. And some type twos have to have insulin. So it's one of those things. I mean, diabetes is going to be here until they find a cure. And hopefully that happens sooner than later. We've got too many people passing away. Too many good people. What priority are you focusing on in your own life currently? This can be diabetes related or not. Priority, the priority that I am focusing on in my life currently is a focus on better health, eating more clean foods, 
um, trying to get more exercise in and taking things day by day. I'm one of those people that felt like it had to be right then, right then, right there, because that's what society tells us. And I didn't take my diabetes like that. Um, if something didn't happen right then and there, I was like, okay, this is not going right. I, I'm doing something wrong. I got to figure it out. I used to contact one of my endos all the time, like every day. And I was freaking out because I didn't understand diabetes. And the more research I've done in it and the more that I've communicated with people in the community, it's helped me out. So right now I'm just trying to live a better lifestyle um, and move around more and get more exercise. Moving around more is not always working. Right now I'm having a down week again, unfortunately, because of EDS, um, which is Ehlers-Danlos, so I'm constant pain. Um, I'm in the middle of treatments for that, so it's kind of screwing with my diabetes a lot. But uh, I'm working. I'm working it. I'm working my best to get better. And I've actually got some good surprises coming up for this next year with my channel and everything. So um, stay tuned, you guys. I am going to get back there. Just give me some time. And I appreciate you staying focused with me. Um, Who is someone that you look up to? And what have they taught you? How do you apply that to your life? You know... I look up to everybody in the diabetes community. I left this blank at first because I wasn't sure how I was going to answer it. But I look up to everybody in the diabetes community because we are warriors. We are dealing with a major disease that can have such horrible ramifications if you're not taking care of yourself the best way or don't get the best care or don't or siphoning insulin and things like that. I mean, there's so many things that could blow up in our face, but we're doing it. We're going out there, we're climbing mountains, we're dancing, we're hanging out with our family and friends and we're living our lives, we're getting married, we're having babies, we're um, growing up with each other. I look up to you guys. You guys are the ones that keep me going. My family also keeps me going and, and friends keep me going. I mean, literally, those are the ones who I look up to. And that's why, because of the strength that you guys help provide and the encouragement and the caring. That's why I look forward to dealing with you guys every day. What are you most hopeful for? This can be diabetes related or not. I am most hopeful for a cure with all diabetes, type one, type two, type three, pre-diabetes, um, gestation, um, gestational, you name it. I'm, I'm hopeful for a cure for all that. Why do we have to have anything called diabetes? That's where I'm at and that's what I want. And I know that everybody hears this all the time, but I'm so passionate about it that I push for it as more as much as possible. I want a cure. I want a cure. I don't want to be sick all the time. I don't want to hurt all the time. I want a cure for just anything and everything, especially diabetes related. Um, I, I want a cure. That's pretty much what I'm hopeful for, that we'll get one very soon um, next year at the latest. I don't want it any longer than we have to wait. There's too many people dying by not having it. What advice would you give someone who has T1D and is trying to pursue a career in your line of work? I'm in the technical field, so I troubleshoot things for a major technical company. Um, and I, the things I would tell them is, is um, stay up on your diabetes. Make sure you have the necessary technology. You're in the field. Embrace technology. It will help you make yourself successful with jobs. Because literally without me being um, with my Dex, Dex, Dexy, Hermione Granger, and um, George Weasley, my pump, I probably wouldn't be able to do the job that I do. So that's what I physically am telling you. Embrace technology. If you want to be in the career field that I'm in, technology is going to be your best friend because it helps you to understand 
what you're dealing with with other things and cell phones and things like that. That's who I work for. I work for a company that I deal with cell phones, computers, and everything. So the best way to understand your own technology with your diabetes is to make sure that you can understand that so that you can help do your career, which is what I do, the technical field, technical um, um, troubleshooting. That's what I do. What's the one facet or trait that you think makes you uniquely you? Explain why. What I think makes me me is that I keep it real. I keep it real about everything, no matter what it is, good, bad, hard to talk about. I just keep it real. I don't let anybody tell me who I need to be. Um, I used to be one of those people who used to get caught up with if that person didn't like me. Oh, my God, maybe something else. Don't. No, I don't do that. If you don't like me, you just don't like me. Um, I keep it real. I don't sugarcoat anything. I'm what who I have always told people on my channel. I am called to keep a real diabetic because I'm not going to lie to you about how things work. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If somebody's technology is crappy, I'm just going to keep it real. Um, if it has bugs in it, I'm going to tell you because I don't want you having the problems that I had. So by keeping it so secret, that just messes you guys up. Why would I do that? I'm not going to do that because I'm not making any money off of it. I just don't want people having the problems that I've had in the past. Or I want people to know the good things that I had that I've been going through. And right now, my good things are the best technology that I'm using right now. The T-Slim X2 and the Dexcom G6. But that's not the same for everybody. Somebody's technology is best for them. So, yeah, I'm going to say it. Say it. Don't spray it. I'm seriously going to not... My thing, my motto is, is don't start none, won't be none. I mean, literally save the drama for your mama. That's literally why I am. I'm one of those keep it real people. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I don't like start drama and I don't like for people to think I'm not real because if you get a lot of people in your life are not real, you have a hard time trusting people and I don't want people not to trust me. I don't, it, not everybody in this world is going to trust you, but keep it real because if you're real to yourself, then that's the best thing you can be is true to yourself and keeping it real. Plug yourself. Tell us where we can find you in the diabetes online community. Okay. So the last one is I'm going to plug myself. As you guys know, I do color me glucose. I do things like this for other um, diabetics and collaborate with them. Um, I do YouTube videos. I um, try to help you guys out with different aspects of different pumps since I have options on that right now. And that wasn't always it. Or I make videos. I try to make learning videos. I had to take some time off, like I said, because of things going on health wise, but I'm here for you guys. And, um, the one thing I am working on right now, and I hadn't really been talking about this on purpose because I wasn't sure if I was going to do it, but I just got a good friend who uh, wrote a book and she encouraged me again to get back into doing it and I put it on a burner. I am currently working on a book, so um, I don't know how soon it'll come out. I'm hoping here within the next um, couple months if I can get it typed up. I don't know how long I'm going to make it. Um, I'm going to give myself maybe a couple months to the, a year. Um, maybe by the middle of next year at the most, but it may come out sooner because I'm a pretty fast writer um, and I just keep it real. I write what I feel and I'm going to see if I can find somebody to publish it for me and go on about my business. Even if I have to self-publish, I'll do that. Um, I want to get my story out there because I feel like I have something to say to you guys and I feel like you might want to listen to it. You don't have to, but I hope you do. And I love making Diet Buddies. I hope I make more in the future because I love you guys. You guys are awesome. So you get a chance, stop by my blog. Um, 
I know I haven't been doing much with my stores. My stores are there. Um, they're linked on colormeglucose.com. I do have a web store. Come and check me out, you guys. I love talking to you guys. I love um, taking on Tuesdays. I've been doing a project on Instagram with um, Anita Nicole Brown. I've been doing a project with her. Uh, my four joke kind of behind on one. I actually caught, caught up until I got sick again. Uh, darn EDS, man. If you guys have EDS and diabetes, let me know how you're dealing with it because I am struggling so hard. I am trying. I'm always in pain. I don't feel good. But um, Rob, um, I, he asked me to do this for him and I um, I was blessed. I, you know what? I'm so glad to do projects for um, and with other diabetics because even though I can't physically get out there, it helps me get the word out. We don't have a lot of um, of uh, ethnic um, diabetic women talking about their diabetes, and we need to get that out there more because there are women out there like that. So I, that's a beautiful thing for me to be a part of something like this, um, to be included. And I do, I am an ethnic person, but I'm not saying that's all he picked. I know Rob picked a different group of people. He just does. That's just who he is. But um, I'm honored. Thank you so very much for letting me participate in this, Rob. And um, you guys, come and check out Color Me Glucose. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I have my own website. I'm on YouTube. I am going to get back to making videos. It may not be as often as I was just because of my health, but I will be making them. So just hang in there with me. And thank you so very much for this opportunity, Rob. And you guys, check them out, Rob how diabetic doing things um he's crossing boundaries he's doing all kinds of stuff for different groups he's he's there he's where it's at and i'm gonna try to start getting out at more um projects too um i'm i'm working a lot with my sugar i do have a giveaway coming up soon on my channel so um watch out for that i'm actually still gathering some things that i want to give to you guys so um there'll be two giveaway options on the channel so i'm not sure if i'm leaving it just to youtube but i think i'm gonna do youtube and um face instagram facebook again like i did last time just because it um gets it out there to you guys and i and i want to get back i want to always get back to the community and do something to help you guys out so thanks you guys for listening to me today danielle wharton color me glucose signing off have a good day thanks rob for letting me participate Thank you for listening to the Tools of Type 1's podcast on Diabetics Doing Things. I'm Rob Howe, and every Tuesday and Thursday in 2019, we are posting the next Tools of Type 1 episode. So follow us on Instagram, hashtag Tools of Type 1's, or just on Diabetics Doing Things. We will post these regularly every Tuesday, every Thursday. My favorite Type 1's are answering the questions I want to know the answers to. And hopefully you'll learn a few things as well. If you like this episode, be sure to review us on iTunes. Uh, and if you didn't like it, uh, go ahead and let me know that too. I want to know. All the feedback is good to me. Thanks again for your time. I value that more than anything you could possibly give me. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Big news on the Tools of Type 1 podcast. We have a sponsor. Real Good Foods at Real Good Foods on Instagram, realgoodfoods.com. You can actually order Real Good Foods products online and using code Rob Howe, that's me, Rob Howe, R-O-B-H-W-E, at checkout. You can save 10% and get free shipping. And I believe the shipping is the biggest piece there because it can be quite costly uh, at times to ship. One thing that's really important to me are companies like Real Good Foods who are designing products that they don't know necessarily are perfect for people with type 1 diabetes, but then they discover and they get really involved and they kind of dive in uh, with both feet. And Real Good Foods has done that. 
During National Diabetes Awareness Month, they donated a ton of money to Beyond Type 1. They design products that are great for our lifestyle and also taste great. So pizza is, my, is obviously one of many guilty pleasures that I have. But also, I know a lot of people in the Type 1 community have anxiety about eating pizza because it can be really tough. You know, high spikes, you know, the fat and the crust, difficult to to count the carbs correctly and, and uh, for the fat as well. Especially if you're eating it at night, it can be very difficult. So Real Good Foods Pizza, four grams of carbs per serving. That's crazy. So I believe in uh, one of their pizzas, it's three servings in a single pizza. Guys, that's 12 carbs. And you know what? Counting those carbs, injecting for that pizza, it's right. My levels stay flat. And it's it's really cool to just have that sense of well-being and confidence when you're eating a, a product. So highly recommend that you try it. Also, very good. When I was uh, on vacation with my girlfriend over Christmas, we ran out of food in our Airbnb. We're like, well, well we got to go to the store. We got to get some food. I'm craving pizza. Lucky enough in the frozen food aisle, Kroger, Walmart, uh, your general uh, grocery stores, check online if your local grocery store has them. But we were easily able to find the pizzas that we liked. And they also have these poppers uh, that are made with chicken. They have jalapeno and they have pizza flavored, pepperoni pizza flavored. And they've changed the recipe on those. I pop them in the air fryer. They're delicious. So if you want to try a low-carb, low-glycemic index, easy-to-manage-with-diabetes, delicious food, check out Real Good Foods. They're in your frozen food section uh, in your local store. And if you do try them, let me know. Give me a tag on Instagram. We'll chat about it. 